Hello and welcome back to the Cashed Out Podcast. My name is Alex. I am your your kind of host, not really, but I am. Um, we have with me the boys from Phoenix, as always. We got Jacob. Say hello. What's up, everyone? We got Ricky Hamilton. Say hello. Hello. It is week 14 of the NFL season. Holy smokes. It is really, really getting at it here. Um Favorite team doesn't play till Monday, so this Sunday is going to be a lot of good watching some other games. Week 13, though, it's an unlucky number, but we, we I feel like we did okay. How did everybody do last week? Poorly. We were week 13. Okay. Do you Muscle care to elaborate minimum, so, on this, so, on this so. poorly? What do, what do you mean poorly, Jay? Um, all of the bets that I placed, I didn't win, <clears throat> but... <laughs> The bets that I talked about on the podcast last week were correct. I just, for whatever reason, just didn't didn't pile the good ones together. So uh, there were some close games. The Raiders really kind of screwed me. Uh, I'll be honest. Um, they were kind of the last leg to a lot of my parlays. So that wiped out a few. I should have hedged my bets. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, I Life, man. most definitely could have won some money if I did hedge. But I just, I got lost in the sauce. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Raiders today, man, because I'm... I'm feeling a little bit of like a dead, dead in the water vibe. Um, they played the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago. And ever since then, the Chiefs have looked really good. And, and the Raiders have, you know, they beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. But outside of that, not so great. But we'll talk about that later. Richard, how are, how are you hanging, man? I'm all right. It was pretty up and down. I was one James Conner uh, first touchdown score away from like 500 bucks. And God damn it, James Conner. Of course, Connor. it had to go to, to DeAndre Hopkins. So, uh, generally had a couple couple good bets. Uh, a lot of the over underlines were were more of where I was at. I think Alex and I the, the theme of this week is moving away from parlays. So I had three or four or five legs of a multi team parlay, and they lose on the last one, and I lose the entire bet. So this week I've got three bets already in, and they're all straight up bets against the spread. So I'm not saying try that out. I'm not saying don't make a parlay, everybody. But what I am saying is that if you're not hitting your parlays, take a deep breath, hit some single games that you know are good, make a little bit of money, and then get back to the parlays. Don't be like Jay and just fucking play parlays. Don't gamble basketball right now. We have football games to bet. Why are you betting on the Hornets, Jay? Hey, cross-sport bets are where the money is made. And lost. I've never made it. And lost. Yeah, you've never made it. Uh, we're going to take a look back at week 13. Some good things, some bad things that happened. I'm going to start us off this week uh, with the good. I'm going to start with the Cardinals because I was trying to multitask on Sunday. I was watching the game in my garage while I was working out. And the connection in the garage is not so good on the iPad. So it's kind of going in and out. And I lost it for a second. And all of a sudden, we got a pick. And then I lost it and we got a touchdown. And then I lost it and we got, so the Cardinals were just amazing. We, we did really well. We were liking the Cardinals with the points last week. What a, what a good pick. The Cardinals looked great. They have hop. They have uh, Kyler Murray back. That was fantastic. And then a team that I did endorse last week to make the playoffs was the Colts. Obviously against the Texans, that's 
kind of an easy one, but I did endorse them for the playoffs. They are in hard knocks. That's fun to watch. I'm going to say the Colts were a good thing too. Those were two good things for me last week. Ricky, what what went well for you, sir? Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. Uh, That god-awful Monday night game, they really helped out my week. I had the money line. I had them in every one of my parlays. So in the couple that that didn't die on the vine on the third or or fourth team, the Patriots kind of came through. So that one was was definitely critical. Uh, And then the Cowboys, right? I think they were the Thursday night game looking back last week against New Orleans. They covered the spread. Good good teams win, great teams cover, and uh, the Cowboys were, were great last week. Jay, what'd you like, man? For me, I liked the Bucs. Um, last week, I was not scared of the 11-point spread, and the Bucs covered the spread. They looked pretty good. Um, I think they started a little bit slow. I was a little nervous, uh, you know, watching the game, making sure that they were going to hit that spread, but they did at the end. You know, they won by 13 points, so I'm good with that. And then also... I think the Chargers really showed up and it's definitely not something that I wanted to see. I wanted to see the Bengals win this game uh, for a couple of different reasons. Raiders fan, obviously number one. And two, I want to see the Bengals make it far in the playoffs, but they got, they got beat down. Uh, Justin Herbert looked real good. The Chargers in general looked real good and they, they kind of slapped the Bengals. So that was a surprise to me, but uh, yeah, Chargers look good. The Bengals and the Chargers have been in some interesting games where you think they're going to do really good. Then they drop the ball, and then the next week you're like, okay, they just got their butts kicked. They're going to, you know, get their butts kicked again. And they come out and they, you know, jack stomp this team. So, I mean, it's a little bit confusing to know exactly where these teams are at. Yeah, but if you go back to the Bengals game, there were a couple of plays that really changed, obviously, the the trajectory of the game. No more than that Joe Mixon fumble as they're driving down the field, down by two, returned for seven points. There were a couple of different plays. There was one where Jamar Chase was behind the secondary, goes up for the ball, bobbles it, and hands it back to the defender. And then all of a sudden they turn around and throw an absolute bomb from Herbert into double coverage. The guy comes down with the ball. Like, how, how does that how does that happen? So there were a couple of plays. Obviously, you could say that about most games where it kind of one or two things go differently. Um, but th- to, that to me is you look at the Bengals as they move forward. They didn't lose, in my opinion, by the margin that they actually lost by. So that that was the thing that surprised me. One thing to monitor, though, is Joe Burrow's finger looked like a little hot dog. It was a tiny little sausage. And yes, they did have a couple plays that, you know, don't linger from week to week. But sausage hot dog fingers don't just go away overnight. So it is something to keep in mind. Uh, Joe Burrow's got a hot dog sausage finger. There were some bad things last week. It wasn't all rainbows and sunshine for us. One one team that I'm going to all start it because I've been such a fucking advocate for not betting for this team, for staying away. I bet them, then they hurt me. I bet against them, then they hurt me. And I didn't bet this week against them. I didn't bet for them. But goddamn Minnesota, what are you doing? They gave the Lions their first win. Congrats to the Lions. Tears all around. Still in the hunt, baby. I mean, Still in the playoff hunt. The, mathematically not eliminated. But the Vikings, man, come on. And I even gave the Vikings crap before. They lost the big game, and I felt like they were down and out, and they came out and they impressed me against the Packers. I don't understand this team. It's like we say football is going to football, but I feel like Kirk is going to Kirk. And when the team really needs these wins, they can't get those wins. I mean, the Vikings are a pesky team. There's, they still have some winnable games, but they can't be losing those easy-ass games to the Lions. That really bummed me out. 
Um, I'm not really sure. We have the bills on our sheet as a bad thing, but you know, we, you know, did you have a lot of money? Jay, speak to the bills, man. The bills, man, the bills looked horrible this weekend. I don't, or Monday night. I, I don't know what the hell happened, but offensively, they were very slow. They were very timid and I get it. The wind, the, the environment was rough to play in, unreal. right? Like, unreal. Bro, but you, but you unreal. can't, you can't be the team from Buffalo and be like, Oh, it was too cold for us. It was too windy and snowy. You're the one who people come to you. And then you say, bitch, we got the wind and the snow. We, we're in control of our element here. Like I get it, but like, that's a, you know, you got to be playing that, that home and field card, man. That's your advantage. It was a horrible game plan. Like they had an absolutely horrible game plan. When Josh Allen threw down the field, he looked decent. It looked like he was getting the ball where it needed to be. Um, and they just – they tried that way too late in the game. And for a team that's got such a good defense – I'll say good defense – they let the Patriots just <laughs> run the ball time after time after time after – it was not a surprise. You knew exactly what was going to happen, and they just couldn't stop it. Like, it was just a overall bad game for the Bills. They did not look good on either side. Ricky? That's been their problem the whole year, though. The, the running game is not there to accompany Josh Allen. And if you don't have that threat that he's going to pull the ball down and run it himself, they're one-dimensional. Yeah, they rush for just under 100 yards, but it was not very strong. I still think their defense looked great, right? To hold the Patriots that have come out and shown you they can score points on people, to only give up 14 points is, is frankly pretty impressive. Uh, the field position battle was very, very difficult when you look at the Bills. And the fact that they got the ball, I think on average at like the 40 yard line, and they could only muster up 10 points. Again, it'd be the equivalent of flipping like a, a 747 engine on and trying to throw a football. So I get the wind was kind of crazy, but at the end of the day, you'd think that you'd be able to put up, if you're going to rush the ball for trying to do quick math 25 times. Right. And even in that game, Josh Allen still had 30 attempts Holy right? Crap. With, to, to, to Mac Jones, three attempts. Oh my he God. had 10 times as many. So I get that the running game and the running backs, frankly, for the Patriots, they got much more of a committee there than they do in, in Buffalo. But that one really surprised me. And I think it's just endemic of, of a difficulty and a weakness they've had the whole season. I feel like Buffalo doesn't have bad backs, though. And I'm not not taking away from your point. But who do they have that's good, right? They got a bunch of middle of the road guys that Bro, but I feel like they sure, just Matt Breida. I, they don't I feel like they don't commit to anybody though. Like I'm not it, it just they have Josh Allen. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Matt Breida, obviously not Josh Allen, but like, they, I feel like they have good rushers. I, I don't know. I feel like they don't commit enough for me for them on the run. That perturbs me. But that's like the modern NFL, right? Where you're just consistently looking for those third, fourth, fifth round guys, those people coming up through the practice squad to be, I mean, if you look at James Conner, right, and frankly, um, Chase Edmonds, those aren't, I think James Conner was an early-ish draft pick, right? But Edmonds was fourth, fifth round out of nowhere, right? Like that's the majority of the NFL. It's not guys that you draft in the first round. It's guys you're getting in the third, fourth, fifth, so that you can go get the great offensive lineman or the wide receiver or the quarterback. So I think that you're just, they haven't maybe been able to hit on some of those and trying to take advantage of the fact that Josh Allen is frankly as, as good as he is. So maybe something they target in the off season to go and upgrade, but I don't think that that's, the the challenge for them the entire season i think there's a lot that goes into it and as you move forward you're going to need to be able to run the football rough game though rough game yeah it was interesting to watch though yeah 
Um, another thing that didn't go well for us, I think, as a whole, was the Ravens losing to the Steelers. Steelers have been very dead in the water, kind of winning some wishy-washy games. The Steelers, in my opinion, make you play really like a dirty style of football. Like, they're going to keep it low. They're going to keep you off your game the whole time. The defense is doing really well. We talked a little bit last week about the reload versus the rebuild. The team is there, and and Big Ben kind of put it together. I mean, I feel like with – and Jay's mentioned it before with the uh, – those division games where it's kind of a crapshoot. And this was one of those games that the Ravens, you know, didn't look good. They went for two. They have freaking the best kicker in the league. It didn't pan out for him. So just passed Andrew's hands on that last play. That it was, was there. It was so, so tough. I think the other thing with Lamar that almost hurts him, right, is his athleticism. So some of those plays where he's extending, I think about in the first quarter, there was a play where third down, maybe six yards. He's rolling out right, continues to kind of do a little bit of the Kyler Murray spinning around, just looking for somebody somebody to break open, flips it up into the end zone, and who's waiting there? Minka Fitzpatrick. And you're just like, dude, just throw it away at that point. At least go get three. And obviously, you don't know what's going to come the rest of the game, but you end up losing by a point. When you get the opportunity, especially against a team that has as good of a defense as the Steelers, you got to get points when they're available. And I think that there's a little bit of that that, yeah, it's great when it works, but there are those times where Lamar, you kind of just want to go down or throw it out or live to fight another play. It doesn't always have to be the the big shotgun uh, giant play. Scares me when you have Justin Tucker and you go for two. That's all I'm going to say, especially against the Steelers. You don't feel confident getting the ball. I mean, nobody was moving the ball greatly that that whole game. So even if the Steelers get the ball, you think they're just going to drive it and score, you know, right away? I, I don't know. I might have kicked it, but I get it. I don't know. I don't know. We ready to move on to next week, week 14, everybody? Any any final thoughts? Let's do it. Let's go, man. Here we go for week 14. We have a great game on Thursday. If you love watching bad games, this game's for you. The Steelers. This isn't going to be a bad game. What? Oh, my God. I, I feel like everybody who's picked a primetime game this week, except for – a handful of games. They've all been, butt. they've all been garbage. This game doesn't excite me. The Steelers six, five, and one, they are going to Minnesota to play the Vikings five and seven Vikings are minus three, which I'm a big fan of uh, over under is 43. I'm not going to go first on this one. I'm gonna let somebody else take it because I do want to go with the Vikings, but I don't know. I need somebody else to take this one first. Vikings just lost the lions, man. And I still like it. I don't know. They're pesky. But the Lions, the Lions beat up on them at the end. Like it was a horrible, like the play call was terrible. The play call was terrible. The whole last series was terrible. Like if you know that you can't let up a touchdown, they willfully let up a touchdown. Like it looked bad on defense. I don't trust the Vikings. They're they're a 500 team. I've said it all season long. The Steelers also haven't looked great, but they have been looking better the past couple weeks. Um I know Vikings are home minus three, but I actually like taking the Steelers plus three, maybe money line. It depends. I maybe money line. I don't know yet, but Steelers, I feel are going to show up to play. Both of these teams need to get a win here, right? They're both still in the hunt. They got to duke it out here. And I'm picking the Steelers plus three in this game. Pesky defense got some, some running opportunity from Najee Harris. You're coming off a little bit of a, deflating week for the Vikings short week uh, they're not going to have Adam Thielen I'm going to lean in going to go ahead and take the points and, and go for the, the road dog uh, in the Steelers this week all right all right you convinced me it's not in Kirk Cousins hands I feel like the Vi- this is the game 
that I think the Vikings might have kind of played themselves out of already. They're still in the hunt. They're below the Eagles right now. Also, check the Eagles. Um, but they're below the Eagles right now in the playoff picture. So they kind of need some things to start going their way outside of just them winning football games. So the Steelers are in a much better spot that if they continue to win games, they'll see themselves into the playoffs. So I think in terms of who needs this game more, it's probably the Steelers. You know, I, I don't mind taking the Steelers plus three. That I'm okay with that. That's good. And, you know, the Vikings let those games down. So hey, it's Big Ben's last season, man. You think ever you think he's going to retire? I don't know, but. Bro, he said retire, but sure I think, bro, he'll be on some on some uh, Texans or some shit next year. No shot. He'll be on CBS sitting there next to all the other guys. They don't want about... a rapist. Dude, they don't want a rapist on TV like that. Come on. Oof. Get out of here. We'll Not move wrong. to the, we'll move to the next game. Okay. We got Ravens going to Cleveland to play the Browns. Ravens coming off the loss to the Steelers, eight and four. Browns are six and six. They had a bye week, which they sorely needed. Uh, the Browns are minus two and a half. Is that correct? I'm going to check. Over-under is 42. You guys tell me what you think about this while I check that because that seems fucking ridiculous to me. Minus yeah, that's insane. So anytime, oh my God. You get, anytime you get a line that you look at, you go, what the hell is happening here? You need to do some more research. So last week, DraftKings came out with a boosted odds of the Patriots and the Bills. Hey, 20-plus points. We're going to boost it to like plus 300. What dumbass five days out from the game took that action? This dumbass. And so sometimes if things are too good to be true, that's because they are. And to me, that's, I don't know the story here of, of why, you know, go back to the Browns before the bye. They just lost to the Ravens, right? They went Ravens by, and now they're coming to the Ravens again. Low scoring game the last time. What do we get this time? I don't know, but I'm probably going to ride with the Ravens getting the, getting the two and a half. That was false. The, the Browns barely beat the Lions the week before. So I just want to. What I'm looking at the it, it went oh the, shit did I go back too far Baltimore yeah you went back too far they uh, they narrowly no. beat out so yeah there we go if yeah but the Browns okay other. but we go two weeks there the Browns scored 23 points so I mean Ricky then what I'd like you to do if you if you good while Jay and I talk about this can you do a little research on some injury report because that is insane to me I'm Ravens all the way like this isn't even a question to me the Ravens are a much better team they lose some easy games but the Browns are a team that are like crumbling all over the place you can't have players parents after you lose obj with a parent tweeting or you know writing reports facebook posts or whatever about baker mayfield and then it happens again with kareem hunt like obviously these these are grown men they probably you know they're definitely communicating they definitely know what's happening but it it feels like we might have a little bit of a mutiny on our hands and this is just a a team that i don't feel can can handle that uh brown's I'm, oh my God, Ravens plus two and a half. I, I'm all in on that shit. That seems easy. Ravens money line. I take that too. Browns minus two and a half is, is no good. I'm going road dog. You know, I'll follow up and say, I'll take the road dog to a plus two and a half. I think the other play that I might do with this one, just based on the past few games that I've seen from the Browns and the Ravens and knowing that the Browns probably aren't full strength. Baker Mayfield's definitely not full strength. He won't be for the, you know, the entirety of the season, but I'm thinking about teasing the over under up and taking the under um, the Ravens have played some low scoring games over the past couple weeks and some tight games. Same with the Browns. Um, so if you tease this up seven points, or even if you threw this in a monster and tease it up 13 points, that could be something to look at. Um, but from a safety perspective, I think Ravens plus two and a half is, is a good play, but I may take that uh, teased under in some other parlays. 
just throwing it out there. We like the first two games. We like both of the road teams. You put them in a parlay together, plus 281, five wins you 20. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Steelers, Ravens. I was literally right about there. to say road, road dog parlay. You got it right I, there. I mean, I, I like both these teams enough that I think that you go money line, right? You just get all the juice out of it. I, well, let's, I'm let looking at, it. let's do it. I'm, look, I'm looking at the injury report, and I don't see anything that would lead me to sway in the way of it, frankly, being kind of that big of a landslide spread toward Cleveland. I, I you know, I'm, I'm scrolling through the names. It's a lot of the usual suspects on Cleveland. There's nobody on the Baltimore side that I haven't seen floating around on an injury report or, or frankly, just that really is going to be super impactful for the game. I get it's a short week and I get that sure they lost on a last second play, but how, you know, you rewind to the last four or five games for the Browns and they have not looked good in any way, shape or form. So road dog parlay. Hey, let's see if we can find you, one more. You do money line, bro. Plus four thirty nine. Five wins you 27. I mean, come on. And I love that because the underdog, right? You bet for them, you bet less, you get more payout. That, and we like both of those teams straight up anyway. I'm taking that action right now. I'm, I'm I maybe uh, I'm gonna shit. I'm gonna disconnect for about five minutes on the pod hey, just I'll, to kind of. <laughs> I'm all in on that shit. Let's go to the next game. We're gonna gloss over this one. The Jags are turning in. I mean, they've been kind of a tune-up team all season. They're two and ten. Just got beaten by the Rams. Titans are eight and four. They were on bye. Um, kind of sliding a little bit. Still trying to figure some stuff out without Derrick Henry. Titans open minus nine and a half. Over under forty four. Anybody want to do minus nine for this game? I do not. I'm Titans money line, and that's about it for me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay. Nine and a half is, is a scary number for a team that doesn't have any weapons, but they should still win this game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm expecting them to win. Jags aren't good, but outside of that, I don't really, I don't want to, I don't want to sweat that one out. With you guys all the way. Next game, Jay, we're going to let you go first. Um, the Raiders, six and six, they are going to Arrowhead. Uh, Chiefs are eight and four. They are minus nine over under 47 and a half. The first I'm going to just say this. I want to sarcastically thank you, Jacob, because ever since the chiefs played the Raiders, they've looked like freaking world beaters. Again, we, we had them beaten. We had them dead. And all of a sudden they play you and then they're back at it, man. So I just want to say. Thanks. Fuck you. (laughs) This is where we flip the script now, man. The Raiders are notoriously horrible at Arrowhead and Derek Carr is horrible <laughs> playing the chiefs at Arrowhead. So I'm expecting the opposite. You know, I'm, I'm hoping not expecting, I'm hoping for the opposite. Um, a couple plays that I might do with this one. I know some of you might just want to watch this game. I think it's going to be a good game, right? Divisional game chiefs have a little bit of a buffer so they can, they could lose this game and still, you know, win the division but the Raiders absolutely need to win this game. And they're almost, almost, I don't want to call them dead in the water yet, but they are almost dead in the water with that loss last week. That should have been one that they won. Um, But I may take the Raiders plus nine. The other thing to consider is teasing the over under down and taking the over. Um, These games are usually high point games. And I see that being the same thing here, but I am expecting Carr to take a step because he has been shit on by the chiefs at Arrowhead for, the past since he's been in the league and he just needs to play well once so that he can silence some of the haters. And that's not his objective, but you know, there's been a lot of criticism from within the team about the team starting slow, playing slow, not finding the rhythm until it's too late. That is at the top of their mind. I expect them to try to come out a little bit stronger, whether or not that pans out, we'll see. But if it does, 
one, you'll see points. And two, this could be a close game, so I might take the plus nine. Jay, I had a similar thought to you last week when it came to the the Chiefs playing the Broncos of, well, let me just tease it down. Let me take the over. And there was no offense scored, right? The, the Chiefs defense, I don't know where they've come from, but since that Raiders game in the second half, they haven't given up a touchdown. It's all field goals. So their defense, world beaters. I don't know where it came from. We've criticized it. We've criticized their run D for the better part of 10 weeks, but they're showing up. And frankly, they're, they're booing the team because Mahomes still – doesn't look right. Offense can't seem to find their find their stride. So I, I would probably stay away from that over underline, even with the idea of teasing it down. Um, and I get worried a little bit about Derek Carr's ability to to kind of get out there and get the offense going with the fact that they're you know going to be taking on a defense that looks to be in the better upper half of the league. So I'm taking no action on this one. I'm just kind of throwing grenades to to be a, a Debbie Downer, I guess. I do just want to say it's also taken a turn weather-wise for the colder here. Uh, I live in Nebraska, so only a couple hours away. It's it was warmish a couple of weeks ago, but it's, it's gotten a bit chilly now. It went from nippy to chilly, so just something to think about uh, for a game like that. Uh, what, what's the scale there? I, I just sidebar. What's the, what? So can we get kind of a barometer of of nippy, chilly? Nippy is under chilly. Bro. What, 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 Nippy well, so is warmer. What's the top? Is it just hot, warm, warm breeze or hot? And then it goes to like, it's, it's cool. And then it gets a bit nippy now. And then now it's chilly. And then the one below that is frosty. And then below frosty is blistering. Is that where yeah, it kind of bottoms below out? That. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to, I was going to bottom it out at a, Whatever one I just said, I can't even fucking remember my frosty baby. Frosty, the snowman. I I was gonna say they played. They probably played a frosty game in Buffalo. That's that's what I would equate it to. That's my bottom. Next game for us, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's a boring game, so we're gonna skip over it again. Saints five and seven. The Taysom Hill led Saints. Uh, They are minus five to the Jets. Jets are three and nine, which I think is pretty good for the Jets right now. Um, I think we're skipping this game. Ricky is indicating he would like the under. Jay also would like to under both of these teams have shown a dislike for scoring points and a dislike for winning football games. So I'm on with that as well. We're going to move on to the next game. The next game being the Cowboys Cowboys are eight and four, not looking as great as I would have thought um, we needed them to look. They, they still have taken that step, but struggling a little bit in my mind, even though they're winning. Um, Is they the are, Cowboys here. We're talking Cowboys. about, I'm talking about the Cowboys. They are okay. eight and four minus three and a half going to Washington to play the football team. What football team six and six over under 48. What are you guys thinking about this one? I don't know how you can say they haven't looked good when they've been dominating against almost every team they played. Yeah. They lost. Do you think the they Chiefs. dominated the saints last week? Cause that game, I did not feel a domination. I think that they are doing what they need to do to win again. Good teams win great teams cover and they are consistently covering the spread and they're doing what they need to do to win these games with the exclusion of the chiefs the last few weeks. They still look good. I think Uh, I'm going to put the equivalent of a house payment down on the Cowboys because I just feel very good on them. Bro, Washington squirrely, man. Send me the the receipts, bro. Yeah, I'll be sure to. I'll post it on the uh, the Twitter account. Jay, Washington is thoughts? yeah, Washington squirrely. It's like you said, they're coming off of a four-win uh streak right now. Do I think that they have what it takes to beat the Cowboys? If the Cowboys are playing, you know, cowboy ball, then no, but they do have the potential to capitalize on some issues or some errors that the, the Cowboys might make. That 
all that being said, I'm still taking the Cowboys minus three and a half, but I don't think it's going to be an absolute blowout. I think Washington will stay in the game as they've been. Um, I think they'll, you know, they're fighting for a lot right now too. So I, I see them wanting this and uh, I just, I see it being closer than a blowout, but I still see the Cowboys winning by at least three and a half. That line's already jumping up. It's up to four and a half already. And I, it, it's probably going to continue to climb. So, I mean, Again, I know it's a divisional game. I get that the uh, the Washington football team is in the hunt and Heineke's looked good. So maybe maybe if it gets up to five, do you lean in and go, ah, it's a close enough game? I don't, I don't know. I'll continue to ride the Cowboys, though, again, just throwing that out there. I might wait until Sunday on that one because the only reason why I say that is because if the line continues to move, I don't hate Washington in that. But I feel like this season there have been so many times when we – like the Cowboys have been taking that step. I, I said they were so much better at the beginning, the rest of the garbage division. But since I've said that, I feel like there have been games where they could have had big Cowboy games, important games, and they kind of regressed in those games. So I don't think that this will be a game where that happens, but it is a game where I'm going to take a long, hard look at it. I'm going to wait till Sunday to see what that line is. It, I don't love that it's going up. If Zeke can't play, why the hell are we not running Tony Pollard more? Like, I just don't understand. Um, but Washington's finding a way to win games, and that, you know, that scares me a little bit for the Cowboys. But I do think the Cowboys will win. Um, I just might wait a little bit to see to see what I do for that. Next game we got, we're going to gloss over this one too, is Falcons-Panthers. Both teams are 5-7. and seven. Panthers are home, minus 3. Cam Newton got benched, so take that, you sucker. Uh, over under is 42 and a half. I'm skipping this game. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to think about it. I just, I don't care. But we do have a house divided here. Ricky going Panthers minus three. Jay going Falcons plus three. Jay's making a face of like he might be changing his mind though. So I don't know. No, he's locked in. Jay, you hit us. Why are you locked in on the Falcons plus three, baby? I buried the Panthers when Christian McCaffrey got hurt. They've looked like garbage. Um, not that the Falcons have looked any better, but. Eh, you don't know. I don't know. Cordell Patterson, couple touchdowns. Uh, he's their only offense, but shit, man, you never know. Um, this is a toss up. It could go either way. I don't really give a shit, but I'm going to take the Falcons plus three because they're the underdog and maybe I'll throw it in my uh, underdog. Oh parlay. my God. We should check Win on that. a bunch of money. Let's check on that. I, I'll hold out on my, uh, my other road dog that I'm, I've already thrown into my parlay. I'll let you guys know here in a minute. I just think Panthers defense is better than the Falcons defense. And, and frankly, again, Cordero Patterson, you think about Kyle Pitts, kind of a, a very limited offense for Atlanta. I'm going to go ahead and lean in. One of the teams is bad. Two bad teams. One of them has to win. I'm going to go with the Panthers. Nothing more than that. They could tie though. I just want to throw that out there as well. Um, if you add the Falcons to our already uh, road dog, um, actually, are the Falcons fucking? Yeah, we could do it. Road dog. Road dog. Road dog. You could add them. The odds jump to 1058. So five wins. $58 there, Jay. Just wait. There may be a fourth team here that Ravens I may be Steelers. able to sucker you idiots into for <laughs> the a Texans. God damn. Dog. No, no, no. Okay. Just you wait. All right. Here we go. We'll move on to the next game. I'm not taking action on the Falcons Panthers. Uh, I'm going to gloss this one too. Although the Seahawks, I will say thank you. Thank you, Seahawks, for beating. The freaking Niners last week is good for the Cardinals, but not good for gambling. But I do appreciate it. Thank you. Missed the playoffs now. Seahawks are four and eight over under uh, 41 and a half. Texans are two and 10. Seahawks going to Houston. Seahawks minus seven and a half. That was the most reverse way I could have relayed that information. Uh, I hate this game. Seahawks will win. I'm done. 
we could probably skip over this one. Okay. It's been a gloss. See you later game. The next one, we're going to congratulate the Lions, one ten and one Way to go, baby. That's a full congratulations, not a tie congratulations. The Broncos are 6-6, six and six, uh, over, under 42. Broncos are minus 8. Broncos are going to win this game. Can we gloss? I just want to make one comment about the 90-yard, the it was like, what, 10-minute drive that they got no points on because they went for it on fourth and two for I the Broncos. Love it. That is hilarious. I, I think it's under 42. That's the only action I would possibly take on this game. It's been a hot minute, and I've been working all day. Who did the Broncos play last week? Chiefs. Uh, they, yeah, oh, that was not a fun game to watch, man. Uh, another just not a good game. Um, but we're going to move now to – Another, hopefully, you know, it shouldn't be interesting, but I bet it will be. Uh, Giants are going to, not San Diego, they're going to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Giants are 4-8, and eight, Chargers 7-5. and five. Chargers are minus 10.5, over-under is 44. This is a game kind of like the Cowboys game where I have to stop and think because we were all in on killing the Giants several times this year. And then I'm pretty sure all four times the Giants have won, they have screwed us in the face. So, and the Chargers have notoriously been like riding really high and then take a huge jump off a cliff and 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 splat. So I'm Chargers on this one. I feel comfortable with them winning the game, maybe teasing it to three and a half. Outside of that, not so sure. Also, just be aware with this one. The Giants have been incredibly, you know, thorn in your side with some parlays this year. Um, out of nowhere, they'll beat a team and just make you, you know, not feel happy for the rest of the day. So those are my takes on this one. This is one of those games where you look at last week's game and you're like, oh, 10 and a half against the Giants. Like, ah, yeah, that Easy. could probably happen. But yeah. when you actually look at the game, like what Ricky said, like it was a few plays that just went in the right direction for the Chargers that really made that score what it was. I don't feel comfortable about 10 and a half for the Chargers. I do feel comfortable about the Chargers winning the game or teasing it down to three and a half. Um I see them winning by that much, if not more. The 10 and a half is a little bit scary. I know Ricky's got a different take here, so I, I want to know why you're taking the Giants points. I've just been killed so many times by the Giants that I just assume football's got to happen. There's this kind of trend where the Giants get blown out and then they play a team really close where they either beat the Raiders or they play the Chiefs within three points. So, again, football's going to happen. Stranger things happen. Now, the only thing that's stopping me from really leaning in is the injury report. So Good, that's Daniel exactly Jones, what I was going to say. Yeah, Daniel Jones, uh, doubtful. Kadarius Tony questionable. Sterling Shepard. Mike Glenn in the backup is even questionable. Saquon. Uh, Kenny Alladay. So all their skill players that actually would make you feel really good. The whole um, offense. Are, yeah, are, are, <laughs> are not there. So that being said, 10 and a half is a pretty big spread, right? Those are usually reserved for like the Texans where you just know that it's going to be an absolute ass beating. I do think the Giants, as a professional football team, can keep it close with the Chargers, knowing that the Chargers tend to play down to their opponents. Um, I will not be taking action, but if I were, I would be leaning in. I'd take the 10 and a half and just kind of see what I got. That is not, however, my fourth road dog of road the, uh, of the par- parlay. So what I'm, to keep, what keep I, that thread alive. What I do want to say, though, Ricky, when you take a team like with the points like that for 10 and a half, I, if the Chargers score, which we've seen that they are able to do in bucket loads, I don't know if the Giants, without those players this week, even with Mike Glennon starting, will they be able to score enough to stay within 10? I, I just don't see it. That's the only thing that I'm concerned about. 
Yeah, I understand. I understand the concern. Again, I don't feel like this would be a core bet, right? But if you're looking to, you know, if we get really crazy and go, let's do five road dogs and let's just see, right? Can football happen? I think this is one you could think about throwing in there at 10 and a half. Again, you're expecting that it's going to be at least a 14 point score, right? To be able to cover that, right? No team's going to be up by 11 unless some weird safety happens. So you're looking for 14. Do I really feel like the Chargers are going to consistently be able to lead the game by 14, knowing that the Giants are right? Many of those players are still playing for their next contract, their next job, their opportunity to not get cut, right? So they're going to play really, really hard. I think there's the opportunity, late cover, weird things happen, somebody fumbles, run into the end zone, 10 and a half is a big spread to cover. And I will say, if you take the Falcons out of our parlay and you put in the Giants, you get uh, 23-25, so five wins, you won 20. So, I is mean, that I, money line? Are you throwing money, money line, line in there, though? All money oh, line. See, that, all that's, money a that's, different. Okay. that's a different conversation. That's a different conversation. I'll pull that shit out. The Giants are not winning this game. I think you go ahead and keep it as it is, and and I I will keep you posted when we get there. The the big drum roll, I'll be sure to let you guys know. Let's move to the next game. I do not want to bet this game. This is purely a game that I want to watch, especially because the Cardinals aren't playing. Niners are 6-6. and They lost a good game for a Cardinals fan, but a horrible game if you're a Niners fan. Holy shit, they needed that win, and the Seahawks have not been good. The Bengals are 7-5. and You know, they were one of the powerhouses in the AFC, taking some steps, but they're still young teams. So they're figuring it out. Bengals are only minus one in Cincinnati. Over-under is 49. I do not want to bet this game because I don't have an opinion. I could see the Niners winning. I could see the Bengals smashing. I, I don't know. What do you, What are your takes, gentlemen? This is one of my locks for the week. I think it's Bengals minus one all day long. Again, there are so many plays that could have gone right for the Bengals that would have made it either a close game where they would have been able to eke it out, or frankly, it could have flipped the script and they would have been able to blow out the chargers. So I get the concern about Burrow's finger, but I also have seen a level of inconsistency from the 49ers that causes me to, again, how is this a pick them game in Cincinnati? It's basically money line. Like it's, yeah. I mean, at that stage. So I, I just feel like the weapons for Cincinnati are far superior to the 49ers. I'm going to lean in and go with uh, the the sausage finger burrow and the rest of the crew to get this one sausage hot dog finger. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to back you up on that. I'm going to go with four finger burrow and uh, Ooh, I like that. I take the Bengals minus one. I'm surprised that the spread is, is how it is, especially being in Cincinnati. Do we know like, is why is it that way? I, haven't, I haven't seen anything. I'll do some research while we kind of lean into the next game and give you guys a little bit of an update as we go along. But I, I have not seen anything that would indicate that. I mean, again, the 49ers are, are in the best division potentially in all of NF, the NFL. And well, they're has a Seahawks. So six and really. six. Well, I mean, yeah, but what's your other option? Are you going to go AFC West? I think we've seen that they're a little inconsistent as I throw shots at our boy Jacob and geez. his Raiders. It's true. <laughs> but I, I mean, it goes back to that last game where it really could have been a complete change of that score. And it could have been in the Bengals favor to beat the Chargers. Um, you know, I, I really wanted the Bengals to win last week against the Chargers, but obviously that didn't happen. And they didn't look fantastic, but they also, you know, this is a game where if you don't have those little slip ups, if things kind of point in the direction of the Bengals minus, I mean, it's a pick em game. I'm, I'm picking the Bengals. 
I feel like Joe Burrow too, even at his age, has been a little bit more consistent than Jimmy G the last couple of weeks. Jimmy G, I don't, I'm not sure, man. He seems like a like a Kirk Cousins type guy. He just drops it when you need it the most. He just tries to force stuff or make it happen. And he threw a couple of I, he had a couple of interceptions last week that I just I was scratching my head. And I was also scratching my head because for some reason the telecast was in Spanish and I couldn't change it. So <laughs> there's a lot of head scratching going on in my house. But I mean, two two times it was because of Jimmy Garoppolo, and the other times it was because I couldn't understand what the commentators were saying. But will I mean, Jimmy G be a quarterback next year? A starting quarterback next he year. He will be. I mean, thousand percent. You have you have some shitty teams like the Texans. You have you know teams that just need need a guy. The Lions, the Jets. Bro, I mean, Jared see, Goff just won a game. Wait, wait, wait. But I will Throwing say nothing though, but slants. Dude, if, you, if you're the Jets, if you're the Jets, Jimmy G is interesting to me because Jimmy G's been to the Super Bowl. He studied under Tom Brady. You know, maybe not so great, but he's a good guy to have in your building taking all the 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 reps for now getting your young quarterbacks into shape they rush these guys too early i worry that zach wilson will never be a good quarterback now because they put him in so early he's on the jets he's gonna fail and and now you know you ruin this guy's career so i think jimmy g would be really interesting for me on the jets it's also tough when you get put into a position like that and you don't have anyone to learn underneath like being so young and being on a shitty team with a not a great coach like that's kind of a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. Salah's a good coach, but he's a defensive coach, and he's you know in his early years as a head coach. So that to me is the is is big as well. Um, that that does worry me, and I it bums me out to see these young guys get kind of thrust in like that, and just you know then they never never become anything. And like if you have Patrick Mahomes sitting behind Alex Smith for a year, that's cool, man. Buy some time, kick some ass, and then. Patrick Mahomes is obviously a special case, but he comes out gunslinging, kicking ass, man. I don't know. Ricky, why don't you introduce the next game? Because you've indicated that this might be a road dog for you, and I'm all about it. Well, so you're, you're trying to steal the surprise, and it's actually not this one. Um, oh, I'm God. kidding. It's the Bills 7-5 uh. and five taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, giving three and a half on the road over under 52 and a half. I'm leaning in. I know that there was nothing about that Bills game last week that would really make you feel this way, especially given how bad the Buccaneers beat up on ta- uh, the Falcons. But you know what? Football's going to happen. The B- uh, Bills need this game. Josh Allen is actually going to be able to throw and not freaking hurricane-level wins. Blizzard. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and ride and, and, and round out my three teams. I'm taking a money line here. I've completely flipped my pick partially because of the other two. But you know what? I'm riding with them, baby. I do want to let you know, Ricky. So we've got a really interesting, we'll have to analyze this for future future segments, but a Ravens, Steelers, Bills, Road Dog Parlay, plus 1220, five wins you 67. I'm going to go ahead and show you my uh, DraftKings app to show you that that action is already in and, and live. So I'm all about it, but I am going to tell you the Bills are going to lose this game. Um, this is going to be the second week in a row that somebody from Buffalo complains about losing to a, a former Patriot or a Patriot. Some of the excuses Sean McDermott had, we didn't get beat. They didn't outgame us, whatever. Bruh, he showed you the whole time exactly what they were going to do, and you didn't fucking stop him. Like that's the bot. Like you can't tell me they didn't beat us. They didn't outgame us when they didn't do anything special, and you could not stop them. 
But normally in that game, it would be a shootout between Mac Jones and Josh Allen, right? So if you're going to take that of, hey, we told you we're going to run it down your throat and you couldn't stop the ball. On the flip side, right, it's basically telling somebody like, hey, I'm going to punch you in the face over and over and over with my right hook. And all you're going to be able to do the whole game is left jab, right? I'm going to tie your hand behind your back, take away what you're good at which is the versatility of Josh Allen, frankly, some of the weapons there, right? We're going to make you be the best at your worst and run the football. They, I mean, again, for how many times the Patriots ran the ball to only give up 200 yards rushing, I know that sounds incredibly stupid given the amount of yards and frankly kind of fist fight that that team got into, but you're, it's going to be sunny, probably 75 degrees, a little bit of humidity. Balls can be soaring through the air. I think Josh Allen, who actually had a couple of pretty solid throws over the course of what was a very challenging weather condition. Diggs did blow that catch. I will say that was a game-changing drop that he did. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But that all being said, the team, the team came out and did, and Mac Jones has not been slinging the ball all over the goddamn place. Like if you're, if you're Buffalo, you got to kind of expect that shit, man. He's been throwing Ricky. He's been throwing but he hasn't been breaking records, man. You, you can't say he has. I'm not saying he's been breaking records, but it, at the end of the day, it goes back. I, I love that word versatility, right? There's a versatility that the Patriots offense offers you where you have the running back by committee, a couple of tight ends that are solid and middle of the road wide receivers, right? That game, you basically said our offensive line and our com- committee of running backs well, are when, better than yours. Yes. Right. And, and frankly, they did. Now, if it was on equal footing, so to speak, in the sense that Josh Allen could also get into his offensive versatility, I think it would have been a different story. The Patriots defense wouldn't have been able to be as dominant as they were in getting after the quarterback. And, you know, there were a couple of plays where balls are hitting receivers in the hand and they're just dropping them, right? Because when you're watching it, it's coming out waffling up at them. It's just challenging. So I think it'd be a cool matchup again at some point in the playoffs. I'll shut up because I know you guys have different opinions and I want to hear Jay's take on this game. So Jay, tell me I'm wrong and or tell Alex to go pound sand. Jay tried to talk like six times. We keep cutting him off. As you step on him again. (laughs) You guys are the, the Ricky, you're the Patriots fan. So I I expected this, Um, but from a, you know, you bring up some good points though, about the bills and about the game that they played against the Patriots. Um, it'll be interesting to see the, the game plan that the Bucks put in play, right? Like, are they going to follow what the Patriots did and try to run the ball? Because they've been able to, they've been able to do that though. Like against the Colts, they, they ran for net for at least a hundred yards. I think he had four touchdowns, right? four touchdowns. So yeah. do they, it'll be interesting is all I'm going to say as to what their game plan is because Brady's got the ability to throw for 300 plus yards and, and not rely on the run game. But is that the recipe for success against the bills? And that's the part that I don't know. Bill's coming off this game with the Patriots. It looked like, obviously, you don't need to throw the ball. You can just run it down their throat. They can expect what you're going to do, and they're still going to drop the ball. Um, but how much of that is a weather play? I don't know. You know, you're going to get good weather in Tampa Bay. So it'll be interesting to see the game plan that they put in place. But if I'm looking at these two teams and I'm just going to pick a winner, I'm going to take the Bucks minus three and a half versus the bills because they've been more consistent than the bills. Um, And we know that the bills have struggled to have any sort of run game whatsoever. So it's going to be heavily reliant on Josh Allen coming out and being able to move the ball, stretch the plays, you know, make some plays on his feet. And uh, the bucks 
frankly, I think just have more versatility than, than the bills do as a whole team. So we'll see, but uh, the bucks need to come out with the right game plan. That's all I'm going to say. Based on Jay's answer, I'm just going to throw this out one more time. Um, if we go, if we say that they're not going to win the games outright, but we go against the, the with the spread, Steelers plus three, Ravens two and a half, Bills plus three and a half. The line or the odds of plus five five ninety eight. So you still get in five wins you thirty five dollars. So that's still not bad, and you do get points for each of those teams. I could be okay with that. I'd be interested in that. Last game. Horrible. Or actually, we got two more. We got one more amazing game. Um, but we have uh, Bears 4-8 and eight playing the Packers who are on by. Packers are plus 11.5, over under 43.5. The Bears suck. The Packers are going to win. I got nothing else. Yeah. Well said. The only other thing only other thing I'll say about this is who, who is picking these primetime games? They need to be fired because, come on. At the job. beginning of the season, I do could have seen job. this being. I mean, but that, again, you're 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 looking at it four months after the fact of when people kind of made these calls. So when do we start flexing couple, games? Start moving some shit, man. I think it's I think it's soon, right? So I think well, it's we're past. Up at I feel like stage. we're like past the time almost. At a certain point, you gotta. I, and I I don't want to preview too much ahead with the Cardinals, right? I definitely thought that the Cardinals got flexed into Monday night and realized that was not the case. Um, but at a certain point, there are a couple of these games that we've hit on that I think would be much more interesting in this slot. Um, Bill's Bucks, obviously, being kind of the, the one that stands out the most. Even Cowboys, Washington football team, that would be pretty interesting. Lions, Lions, Broncos, Lions coming off and a huge you win. are spot on. What? Lions, I'm Broncos. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's go to Monday night. Everybody's going to get off work a little bit early. I know I took a little bit of time off. Rams rating four. They're going to Arizona. They're going to go lose to the Cardinals. Cardinals are 10 and two. They're only minus two in Arizona, which is horrible because the Rams have not looked good. Minus two is a freaking steal. The Rams beat up on the Jags. And before that, they've gotten their butts kicked the last couple of weeks. Over under 51 and a half. I hit the over on that shit. I take Cardinals minus two. I mean, come on. Cardinals are going to be all over this game. Is this going to be like a, a Cardinals Green Bay game though, or is this going to be like a, you think it'll be a, a wider spread, a bigger, bigger blowout here for the Cardinals or, or what do you guys think? Cause I'm taking cards minus two. I feel pretty good about that. I'm excited to be at the game, but I don't know. It's kind of got that Green Bay vibe to me. As long as Hopkins and Kyler are on the field, I, I feel really good. Obviously you looked at the, the connection they made on the first drive and Hopkins scoring the touchdown. He's just, it creates so much of a mismatch that it opens everything else up that the idea that in a week we should feasibly see the Cardinals offense at full strength. Finally with Zach Ertz, with Hopkins, AJ green, James Connor, chase Edmonds coming back. Like we're hitting our stride in December. We've said it so many times when the Cardinals are at full strength, I don't think there's a defense in the NFL that can keep up with us at all. So my, my hope is that they're able to contain Vaughn. They're able to contain, uh, Aaron Donald and continue to kind of work the field in a number of different ways, work sideline to sideline. And I think our defenses look very, very sound. I think the offense has yet to click fully with the Rams since frankly, their Sunday night game a couple of weeks back. Um, so I'm, I'm riding with the Cardinals. I got them locked in at minus three. I will definitely probably double down at some stage if it gets closer and closer to even money as well. 
I'm going to say too that the the Rams played the Jags last week. They beat them 37 to seven. Good for you. Um, but before that, they lost to the Packers, which is a tough one for me to be like, oh, they lost to the Packers. Packers are a good team. But then they lost to the Niners. And the Niners, we don't know what you're getting with the Niners. It doesn't make me feel great. They lost to the Titans without Derrick Henry. They had lost three games in a row before beating the Jags. So it, it's more of a recency bias thing for me where it's like, well, they beat the Jags. I'm trying to look past that and say, that, that doesn't make me feel good about the Rams. The Cardinals have been continually beating teams. Kyler's been out. He comes back and they continue just like they did. I have to feel, I feel so much better this time than I did the first time because I feel like I know more about what the Rams are and what we are. And it's kind of reversed what I thought. We're the consistent team and they're the team that's been a little bit up and down. Yeah. The Cardinals have won, the Cardinals have won games not at full strength and the Rams have lost games at full strength. So I think that's a, that's a big, yeah, that's a big thing there. We could even, Jay, I'll even add on that. They've lost games or they've lost games where they were even extra full strength because the other team was injured. The Titans lost Derrick Henry. That's mm-hmm. a huge negative. And the Rams fucking lost. That to me, like, I, it doesn't get any easier than that. And then you can't lose that game. If you're the Rams with their, you know, Madden style, we're going to buy players and kick ass kind of, kind of vibe. That's the week, everybody. Hopefully next week when we're coming back to you, the Cardinals have continued to kick some ass. And hopefully we've all added to our wallets a little bit. Um, we're going to burn through our picks of the week. Jay, hit us with those fancy locks that you got, my friend. Yeah, taking an underdog here, taking the Steelers plus three. I feel I, I actually really like this game against the Vikings. The Vikings have been super inconsistent. They just came off a loss to the Lions. Yes, it is in Minnesota. But the Steelers are playing for more than I think the Vikings are playing for. And it feels... Like the past couple of weeks, the Steelers have wanted the wins more than the Vikings have. So Steelers plus three is my number one. Number two, Cowboys minus three and a half. Feel pretty good about that. Last one, Bengals minus one. And I think some of these picks I probably share with uh, with you guys as well. But those are my three that I'm locking in for this week. I'll take I'll it. I'll jump next. in here because oh, I okay. well let, let let me step on you there because I share two of the same picks with Jay. So. Bengals, I'm definitely riding with Jacob as well as the Cowboys. The other one that I, I want to consistently double down on here is the Cardinals. Uh, I've got them minus three here, but again, as the line moves higher and higher, that, that's where I'm going to ride. So Bengals, Cardinals, and Cowboys are my three for the week. What a perfect segue because I also have the Cardinals. I'm all in on them. Um, I also happen to have the Packers because they're going to jack stomp the Bears. Aaron Rodgers repeated time and time again in Chicago, I own you. So you think going to Green Bay, he's going to be like, nah, I don't really got you. So 11 and a half, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do 11 and a half. They're going to win by 11 and a half. Wow. I'm, I'm putting Damn. it all in. I don't even give a shit. Uh, the next team, I apologize, Jay, but I have to go with the Chiefs, man. It was the tune-up game from a couple weeks ago. They got them right. I only see the Chiefs, you know, pr- repeating their performance. The Raiders are feeling a little treading of the water for me, and I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll do Chiefs money line. It's going to be close, but I'm going to do Chiefs money line. Okay. I'm sorry. I hope you're wrong. I hope I'm wrong too. I uh, hope listener, you lose. Listener, don't bet Chiefs. Okay. They're going to win the game. I'm putting them as a lock, but don't don't bet it. Okay. They're going to lose, but they're going to win. I'm um, selling the lock there. I'm really. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jay, you have many, many things. It looks like you have kind of proctored kind of two kind of monsters this week. What are you feeling, my man? Yeah. I, I feel like looking at all these games, looking at all the lines and the spreads, there are a few. 
different takes that you can uh, you can go about for the monster of the week. So I'm going to give you what I want first, and then I'll give you some, you know, two additional ones that you could swap in or, or change it up however you want. So my four, my first one is Titans plus three and a half. That feels pretty safe. The Raiders and the Chiefs over 34 and a half. That is a really low number, and these two teams usually face off pretty well. Cowboys plus nine and a half is my number three. Very and solid. the Seahawks and Texans over 28 and a half. Might be an unpopular opinion, but 28 and a half doesn't seem like much. These two teams can must, I mean, they're both shitty teams. Like they can muster up the points. We've seen it happen before. 28 and a half is not a large number. Now, the two variations you could throw the Bengals plus 12 into this mix or the Cardinals plus 11 into this mix. Um, so take it how you want. At the end of the day, the monsters are going to net you the same amount of money. So however you like it best, take it that way. Uh, but I think that first variation is the one that I'm going to lean in on. And Ricky, you have been so good at, at wrapping this whole program up for us. What do you like for the Jarley, my man? We'll slap a bow on it. We're going to lean in with the Ravens getting two and a half on on. Sunday. That's not a Thursday night on Sunday. Uh, Cardinals minus three, and then the Cowboys minus four and a half. That's going to be the action across the three of us, and hopefully uh, all pans out and we can go win some money. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of another excellent show. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad my guys are here. Jay, tell us where we can find the pod. You can find us at Cashed Out Pod on Twitter. Twitter. On IG. IG. You can find us on Spotify, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're no longer on SoundCloud. I'll be honest; I haven't uploaded. We are not on SoundCloud. (laughs) All you mumble rappers, all you mumble rappers, don't catch us on SoundCloud. Look, man. All right, SoundCloud is a whole different story. They don't take your RSS feed like some of these other platforms do. I upload to RSS. I, you know, I get my RSS feed, and it feeds all those different platforms. But SoundCloud, different story. You have to upload every single one. And I only get so much capacity. Otherwise, I have to pay for it or take some other ones down. So we're not on SoundCloud anymore. Hey, all three, of, all three of our SoundCloud listeners, if we even have three, we're sorry. Catch us on one of those other things. You know what? I'm just going to say it. Fuck you, SoundCloud. Fuck you, SoundCloud. What a horrible Jay, platform. Jay, give us. There's more. I know there's more. Tuned in. What is that? It's tuned I, in. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. God damn, there's like a million ways you can listen to this pod. We're not, I'm just going to come out and say it. Jay's really good at using Twitter. We're not the most Instagram savvy people. So feel free, if you're good at Instagram, to message us. And fucking, if you want to help, man, help. I fucking hate making those posts. I suck at it. Man, Ricky's so good. Man, it feels it feels like I'm just getting all kinds no, of shade. No, Jay's no, no, over no, no, here no, no. killing on Twitter. No, 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 and no, no, slick no, no, Rick no. is uh, hold on, hold dropping on, hold the ball. On. On, hold on, hold on. Uh, no, let me, let me. I don't, I don't, I don't need to fish for a compliment. I do want to say we would love to hear from you, right? So whether it's a review on one of those wonderful podcast platforms, whether it's a DM on Instagram, a quote tweet on if Twitter. If you want to make our post for us, I mean, carrier pigeon. No, please engage with us. Interact. Let us know if you're liking what you're hearing. Let us know if our picks are doing well. Let us know if they're not doing so great as Alex last. No, we do not need another member of the team unless you really want to. And we'll, we'll listen to you. And you'll work and you'll work for free. That's a big (laughs) caveat to that. And you're good at Instagram. If you've got a brand new Mac that has iMovie on it and you're great with it, 
We are always looking for an editor to take that off my hands. My 2012 Mac doesn't even fucking work anymore. So, yes. Ricky, you're laughing, but I think yours is a 2012 too, man. So. No, I'm just laughing at Jay. I feel so bad. <laughs> I feel bad too. Feel so bad. Anybody that at some point we will all maybe. upgrade our technology. I think again, we talk about it. This is our hobby. We like to get together as friends. We like to interact and hopefully entertain some of you all. So again, if you're enjoying it, if you're hating it, if you love it, if you disdain us, let us know. Hey, also, we should do, this is going to be just an idea I'm floating out on the fly here, and this will be the last before the podcast is over. We should do a Twitter poll about what we should talk about when football's over. I think that'd be kind of fun. What do the listeners want to hear us talk about? What if they say nothing? Because we have no listeners, and we fucking wrap it up for a season, and we wait until football, we think about something on our own. But I think that's Max Verstappen, and Lewis Hamilton coming down to it in the uh, Constructors Cup, baby. Are they like, that one. Is that like building with like hammers and nails? Because they're yes, it's things? Bob the it's Bob the builder. That oh, is correct. Shit. Yes. Okay. Catch us on all those platforms, everybody. This has been a fun hour that we've spent with each other and with you. I hope you have a great week and I hope you win some cash. Go Cardinals, baby. listener gambling can be good and fun there are some downsides to it as well mainly losing money please remember that the ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are just that there are ideas and our opinions you take them you leave them at your own risk um if you do have an issue with gambling please remember to reach out for help before it starts to get too serious uh some numbers are 1-800-GAMBLERS or 1-800-522-4700 give them a call if you need any help um don't let this get too serious have fun Win some money. Take care.